We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello and welcome to TV Times 3 episode 191 On this episode we've got some news And we'll be talking about recent episodes of Teen Wolf Under the Dome, The Bridge, Broadchurch, and Continuum Plus, a reality check and some TV on DVD picks, parentheses, the best TV on DVD picks of the summer, and parentheses, you can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 191. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... Melissa from thetelevixen.com. Welcome! Thanks, guys! Yay! We just saw Melissa about... Has it been like almost? It's been three weeks, hasn't it? Oh, I can't believe it's already been three weeks. I'm like, I want to go back. We have to go back. It's like the island on Lost. It really is. Crazy, weird stuff happens. Smoke monsters. You name it. Yeah, there is lots of. There's plenty of others. Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't believe. I ran into Jacob a few times. Yeah, exactly. I hung out with Jacob a little bit. It all happened, guys. We were all there. Um, so, yes, so welcome. Jumping Thank right into you. the news. I, I mean, the news is not really that much news because we're getting, we're kind of at the end of the summer where all the summer stuff is happening and the beginning of the fall where all the fall stuff hasn't really picked up much yet. But starting with Stars has canceled Magic City after two seasons and they let them know the week of the season finale. Yeah. <laughs> so, I didn't watch it. I, I mean, I watched the first season. But then I and I set the recording for the second season, but then never caught up on it, so I just kept deleting the recordings. This one was this one was kind of funny because last week, as part of the news, we announced that Stars had renewed Black Sails for a second season, even though it hasn't even aired the first one yet. Right, right. But we sort of made the joke that Stars does a lot of two and out series anyway, so that's not really a surprise that they would get a second season. And then, like within minutes of us finishing the podcast. <laughs> they canceled Magic City after two seasons. So, so Black Sails and the White Queen, you're on notice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Which I like the White Queen premiere. Okay, um, a date has been set for Jay Leno's last episode. Well, his second last episode of the Tonight Show, <laughs> February sixth, two thousand fourteen. Not soon enough. His final final episode, maybe. So then Jimmy will start after the Olympics. That's one of those funny things. They're going to try and use the Winter Olympics to help boost people knowing about the switchover and him taking over the Tonight Show and stuff like that. Because that always works so well. Yeah, because what show that has debuted or been talked about during the Winter Olympics or Summer Olympics has gone on to be a hit on NBC? Uh, Zero. Zero. Out of one. But good riddance, I mean, no offense to Jay Leno, but yes, also offense to Jay Leno, good riddance. That's all I have to say about Jay Leno. (laughs) And I think Jimmy will be good. I think that Seth Meyers will be good. Um, We know Seth Meyers has great, you know, charisma. They both started in the same spot on that weekend update, and uh, I think that they'll be great. So that's our news. Jumping right into prime time. Um, I realized this morning that I was very behind on TV. And I emailed him and I was like, oh, I don't watch any of these. Or didn't watch any of these because I do watch them. I'm just way behind. 
but I am caught up on at least two of the five shows we're talking about, so let's roll on. Um, Teen Wolf, Season 3, Episode 10, Alpha Pack. Yeah, so Melissa, what do you think of uh, Teen Wolf so far this season? I've really, really been digging this season. Just, it's, I, I prefer when the show takes that darker tone. I also like the character development and the character growth. Like, you can really see a huge difference from when the series first started until now and how the characters have evolved and some have gone down good paths, some down some questionable paths. And then the the introduction this year of the Alpha Pack um, has just been fascinating. And I know when they were just talking about it and and teasing it, at first I was a little skeptical. How are they going to pull this off? And it's just been pretty pretty fascinating. And that Kelly is scary as heck. So um, I, I've really been digging it. I think it's it's been a really cool season. And uh, I'm going to miss it when it goes on its break soon. You know, we talked a little bit last week about those of us that were on the episode on the podcast last week that we enjoy the episodes from week to week, like the individual episodes, but until recently kind of had no idea what was going on. I was wondering if you were in the same boat or if you've been sort of been able to f- better follow along what's going on this season. Well, the funny thing is, is up until about a month ago, I was still on the end of season one. Uh, so I caught up in time for Comic-Con and then I've been watching week to week since. And it's, um, it's, it's an interesting experience now to have to wait uh, a, a full week before I watch the next episode instead of, you know, just popping on Netflix or something and it's right there for me. So, um, but I think they've done, they've done a good job of keeping that momentum going and keeping you, you know, wondering what's going to happen next. And I kind of like now having that little space in between to contemplate what's going to happen next and rewatch scenes if I need to. So, um, hmm. I'm not sure if that completely answered your question. Well, I'm but... wondering if the, if the sort of the binge watching to catch up, if you, you know, it just sort of blaze past some of that stuff where you were just going to the next episode and you didn't have the as much you didn't have the week between some of the episodes at the beginning of this season to 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 really think about what was like what the overarching story is that's where it's been sort of uh like for me you're, you're at the end of an episode you're like well that was fun but i still have no idea what's going on no, I, I think I pretty much uh, see where they're kind of going with it. I, I think, um, but at the same time, with this being a longer season, I think that the first half is kind of setting up where things are going to go next and the whole idea of the true alpha and everything. I think they'll probably explore that more in the second half of the season, uh, in 3B as they're calling it. So um, I, even when I was watching it, like in, you know, four or five episodes at a time, there were certain episodes where thing, where there was a lot going on where I'd probably rewatch them again. Like, say, I'd leave a, a few days in between and then I'd revisit that episode again and then move on just to kind of answer any questions. I, I don't know. I think they're doing a pretty, a, a pretty good job with it, with, with it this year. Um, they're giving us enough information to keep us interested, in my opinion anyway, and, uh, you know, holding enough back to, uh, you know, to keep us on the edge of our seat type thing. Yeah. Well, I think it's for me, at least it's like the last couple episodes, you're like, okay, but before that, I don't know that I was it, 
sometimes you'd watch an episode and you're just like, where does that fit in with what's, you know, what's going on? Even though I enjoyed like the interactions of the characters and stuff like that within the episode. So I don't know. I'm definitely interested to see, you know, where it goes, especially with them doing the longer season. And so you're going to have that break. And so things are going to be a little bit different because we should be coming up to what would normally be a season finale, but it's going to be a mid-season finale. So I'm wondering, you know, if it'll work sort of the same. Did they arc it similar or... And then the rest of the season will be kind of like a new season almost or or what? It'll be interesting to see where they go. How does one become a banshee? There's a... I think the writers sit in a room for a while and finally decide, I think that's what we're going to make her. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have, I have no idea how that, that development is taking place. Uh, that's just sort of come about in the, and then, well, that's the thing is you had like that come about in an episode and then the next episode, she doesn't even appear. So you hmm. get like, you don't get any like follow up on like on that really. Interesting. I just read that and I was like, huh, how was she not a banshee before, but she's a banshee now? Well, it, it must be part of whatever, you know, happened to her. And she's been sort of, you know, different ever since the the first season and things have continued to progress, I guess. That's true. So I'm interested. I mean, I'll get caught up eventually. I just have been, I'm so far behind on shows that I am already like in the current season of that going, you know, starting another show and then just being months behind was not an option. Yeah, no, um, I'm still, I, I still can't believe that, like, the, uh, you know, gone part of the week of for Comic-Con and then the week after that and that just missing two weeks of TV that I can still be this far behind on. on exactly. Because I keep, I've caught back up on some things, but other things have fallen behind where now I'm like three or four or five episodes behind on them and it's like exactly and this is during the you know this is during the summer i guess that's why i don't take any weeks off during the regular tv season or at least not until like december when there's a hiatus yeah um so yeah so that's teen wolf next show under the dome season one episode seven imperfect circles i just don't i don't see how the show is going to go for more than one season yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about that either. But Amory, what do you what do you think of the? We kind of talked about last week that it seems to have gotten sillier and sillier in some respects. Uh, have, oh, you, sure, I agree. That way? Yes. How about you, Melissa? I'm not completely sold on it either. There are certain little aspects that interest me enough to keep me watching it. But overall, I find that I I drift off. I lose interest while I'm watching it. Um, in in the, the last episode, uh, the whole idea with that little thing that they found in the forest, that kind right. of kept me intrigued. And, you know, how the how the two kids are connected and how that all is going to work out. I think I keep watching to, to hope that they'll give some answers. But overall, I don't really care much for these people in this town. <laughs> and I feel like I should be invested in these people 
So I keep watching and it's just, it's been a bit of a challenge for me because it's like, I, and even an actor that I adore as much as Dean Norris, I'm like, I don't care about you. I don't care about your kid. And, you know, it's actually, just, I'm actively hoping that his kid dies. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one thing that would be fantastic. There are a couple of people that I think should go. Um, I, I don't think that they did enough to to make us care about these people and yeah. why we should, you know, give a heck about them being trapped um, under whatever whatever is causing this. Um, but the little things that, that come up like that moment in the, in the woods and all of that, and, you know, the intrigue with, uh, with Barbie and what his role may have been in everything and how it's affecting electronics, that stuff I think is kind of neat, but, um, yeah, they've got to get some, some more substance to it soon, uh, to make me care or I don't think I'll watch the second season. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like struggling to even make it to the rest of the first season. Yeah. Well, there's becoming the things that are done. We talked about the appliance truck and hitting the, you know, the water tower and stuff like that. Where last was that week. truck going? Yeah. Like, where, <laughs> the, why was that truck yeah. driving around a town? Yeah. It's like, who ordered, who ordered a new washer in, in, right. in the middle of this? But yeah, stuff like that. But this week it was stuff like that that bothered me. Like when the two guys, uh, come upon uh was it julia and the pregnant lady in the car and they're going to you know they're siphoning they're going to siphon the gas out of the car he's got like a five gallon you know gas can and he just barely starts to siphon the gas when barbie comes up and stops them but yet somehow the car is now no longer usable like i'm like really they siphoned all the gas that you had in that car. Like that, that was it. You're done with that little bit. It's those little things like that, that just like they needed to make it like more exciting. Like they had to now carry her somewhere or something or whatever. And you're just like, it's these things that bring this stupid element into the show that, uh, it, it follows along with, uh, Joel Keller over from antenna free TV he wrote a piece about why does this show have to be this stupid? Like, why are they putting in these elements that just make no sense whatsoever? Like, on the just right. the face of it, when you're sitting in the writer's room, how can you even think this is a good idea? And the other one was uh, a, f- a couple episodes ago when uh, Dean Norris's character shows up to the other guy that has the the good well, and he brings him, like, these giant tanks of... Uh, you know, on a trailer of natural gas or of propane or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. then in this episode, the guy's guarding like this one, this one container. And later on, the guy's taking out all these little teeny things with propane. And I'm like, where, where is this the guy's stash? Like, <laughs> shouldn't it be bigger? Is this just one place? Does he have more somewhere else? It's, you know, it, and then apparently he has so much that he's good with blowing up the whole truck full of, you know, propane yeah. to get rid of the one guy. Uh, but it was it was those those are the things that were weird. I was like, they're showing that he has like this, you know, supposedly he has this huge stockpile of propane, but yet now it went from he was going to be able to truck in giant barrels, you know, to this guy. 
to this guy was stealing little teeny barrels. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. There's here's the thing. There's the that's, those are the things that because of those types of things, more and more of those types of things start popping up. Yeah. Is it makes me care less about some of the side stories and things that are going on. Uh, like Melissa said, that you know, showing the dome within a dome and the little object and and how the kids are connected. That that stuff all is uh, is interesting to me, and and the the idea of like the dome making somebody see a loved one, you know, and and uh, all those types of things are interesting. But then these other stories within it, uh, you had the the one mother of of the one girl that's connected to the dome, you know, die, and you had Rose die in the previous episode, but yet. Like Melissa said, you haven't really spent enough time with any of these people to really gain that it's much true. of attachment that you weren't like, you know. Well, what I should have noticed was sad that about it really. Samantha Mathis, Samantha Mathis was a guest star, and Aisha Hines was a series regular. So there's your hint that I was going to die. <laughs> um, but what I noticed this weekend, I was, my my cousin is ten, Madison, and we were hanging out, and I know she watches the show, and so we were able to have a conversation about the show and really like she's 10 and she had thoughts on it. And I thought to myself, okay, maybe they're just writing everybody really dumbly because they want to have this wide appeal because if she's 10 and she gets it. Then being, you know, not 10, it's kind of painful to watch, but it was, I mean, for that reason alone and being able to spend time chatting with her about something that's not like one direction and gymnastics, like, that's fine. And that's probably one of the main reasons why I would continue to keep watching is so I can talk to Madison about it. But otherwise, meh. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I still think that some of those th- some of those side things that are, you know, you can still do those better. You could have right. come up with a better way for oh, the, yeah, water, no the water there. tower to get destroyed. Uh, you know, in, in the previous episode, you could, and cause some of those other things also make it seem smaller than it is yeah. at times too, where it's, it's supposed to be this big thing yet. Sometimes it feels like there's, sometimes it feels like there's this, the town is really super small and other times it sound it feels like it's really, really big. Like apparently there is plenty of places for two people to hide after they've murdered somebody, you know? Right. Exactly. Uh, and there's a giant forest enough to run through, and and uh, and so is that's the other thing is I haven't been able to wrap my head around exactly how much real estate <laughs> this dome covers, and how many people are trapped in there. They should give us a map drawn to scale. So that's under the dome. I mean, we're watching it, but we're all not sold on it. So the next show is The Bridge, season one, episode five, The Beast. How about it? So, Melissa, what do you think of uh, of the bridge? I am absolutely loving this season, um, or this series so far. I mean, it's the first season, and I'm already excited to see where it's going to go. Um, I love the dynamic of it being cross-border, you know, and the two different countries working together. I like how they, you know, keep everything when they're on the on the Mexico side that they're speaking in Spanish. I mean, yes, subtitles can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but I think for for the purposes of this show, I really like that. I love seeing this whole kind of 
contrast like with the underbelly of like the criminal elements and how it seeps in and um diane kruger is doing such an amazing job um typically characters like hers annoy me and it's not because of whatever um uh disability or affliction they may suffer from it's just that uh sometimes i don't like the way characters like that are written and the way her character is written is just so it's so fascinating and i'm finding that it's just such a different side to see of someone with asperger's who's working in a, a you know has a very successful career is really really good at her job and is is a gifted uh detective um, just kind of seeing that side of things and also seeing, you know, the very kind of the human side without being, she's human without being like, without having that empathy. Like I, I thought that was a really, really neat contrast. And, uh, Debbie and Bashir is just, that man is just so charismatic. And anytime he's on screen, it's fascinating. I love where the story has gone. I, I, I really like how there are certain people that are so powerful and they just if if you say no to them they they hang your horse in the barn like it's just <laughs> it's such a dark world and um you know there there are a lot of series like that out, out there right now but the the way they're doing this one and bringing in you know the elements of uh the illegal immigration and the coyotes and all of that type of stuff. I just think that's a, that's a really different from, from the last time there was a series with the tunnel going between two countries, i.e. weeds. This is a very <laughs> different take on it all. And funny enough, the same man is involved. <laughs> so, um, I, I've, I've really been enjoying it. This episode, I like that we got to see uh, a little bit more about, they're, they're starting to give us an idea of who's behind these attacks. They're starting to, to go somewhere. Leading up to it, it was just like, this is happening. We don't know why it's happening, um, what's going to happen next. And now they're like, uh, with, the, with the girls, how it how it ended with the girl saying you know i've I've seen the beast and it's like now there's this entity um that that people are talking about and there's kind of a name for it and i really like the not that i i shouldn't say i like it but it in terms of the plot of the show like the story of the show the two mexican gentlemen that are i can't recall the characters names right now but they have the one guy um tied up to the chair and they're like well what what's the serial killer like why why do they say serial killer what is this and they're like it's someone who kills and enjoys it and you know kind of putting that the the whole looking at what a serial killer is from a country like a non um i'd say canadian or north or american uh country because i know serial killer is, is a term that's used in canada and used in the u.s um but you know somewhere like a mexico or i know even in some european countries that's a foreign concept like they don't understand that term and just looking at it from from that point of view you don't often see that like we're so involved in how the media covers stuff like that and really like when there is unfortunately stuff like that happens in real life those are such a big draw uh to like cnn or to different news networks um and then something like this in another country it's like it's just killing so it's uh 
I, I like that perspective and that spin that they're putting on it. And uh, when when a show makes you see things in a different light, and I think that they're doing that really well in the bridge. So, what do you think of the the way they introduced uh, Diane Kruger's character without there ever being and like an explicit somebody says, "Oh, this is what this is what's wrong with her," or "This is what she has," or you know, you just sort of come to know that she has something and you sort of give it the term Asperger's based on outside, you know, sort of outside information from the show. Uh, I called it from the first episode when I, when I got the screener for that first episode, I'm like, she totally has Asperger's just from what I've seen in other shows and people that I've known um, over the years. I totally called it. And some people were like, well, no, maybe she's just socially awkward. I said, but the way that she's acting, like the calculating way and the way she overanalyzes everything, um, I, I called it. And it wasn't until I was on uh, a conference call with Diane Kruger that they actually, that she actually said that Sonia has Asperger's. And so it was like, ah, I called it. Um, but I like that they're not beating you over the head with it. It, it is more subtle and it's more of like a, they're not like, well, you know, look at her. She has this, but she can still do this. I think it's great that they're portraying a character in this way without beating us over the head with it constantly. Yeah. I haven't had a, a I've, you know, I've seen some things out there about, you know, why do different, you know, why do these characters always have to have, you know, something. And part of the reason is because why as an actor would you want to just, play it straight like why wouldn't you want to actually have to do some sort of acting uh why wouldn't you have to have some sort of character trait or something that you know you have to portray as opposed to just uh it seems to that would be more attractive as an actor uh to to take on the role uh so that type of stuff doesn't really doesn't really bother me i think she's doing a, a good job it's an interesting character I think there's an interesting dynamic between her and and how she's getting to know and he her part you know her partner from now from Mexico and how he's getting to know her uh and you know sort of how you know in this last episode they they sort of have this conversation about her sister and you know that was all you know very interesting backstory but yet you know her reaction still to it and her not understanding like how bad of an idea it might be to just say, "Oh, you lost your wallet at this lady's house. <laughs> Here it is, right in front of the guy's wife and stuff." So this definitely creates an interesting dynamic and something uh, above just whatever the mystery is uh, to continue continue to watch. The one thing about the show that gets me though a little bit is like they have the introduction of this young girl and they show that, you know, her father doesn't really have anything to do much with her. And then for whatever reason, she decides she's going to go to Mexico today after getting bailed out of jail and then show, you know, finally gets saved by the other girl and ends up back, you know, going to uh, her father's house. And then it all ties up together of why they've been, it's some of that storytelling where stuff just seems so out of left field until it finally connects uh, in is I'm not, I'm not sure that they quite have the flow of the storytelling always down. I don't I don't know. It 
it's just some of those little elements like that that just, just seems so disconnected and have nothing to do with anything, and then all of a sudden connect. They feel weird in the way that they're telling the story sometimes. See, and the way I see it is that it's a very real, it feels real to life because if you were dealing with this world, like if this was your life, um, you wouldn't have all of that exposition. So to me, I just find that that, what you're describing, adds to the realism of the series. It makes you feel, to me, it makes me feel like I'm more a part of it. Um, I'm learning at the same time they are, and I'm making the connections. It's not like you're kind of in on this, you know, all, you know, all seeing eye that kind of knows everything that's going on. Um, and I, I'd have to say that's one of the aspects of the show that I'm enjoying the most. I kind of like that it's disconnected and I like that, you know, it's, it's a little, it requires a lot more thought and it, it, um, to me, it just plays out as being real. It, it just, you know, as real as you can get on TV. Well, kind of, except that it also feels, while it feels disconnected, it also feels like too perfect at the end. When, you know, she okay. said, like she says, oh, you're the girl from we saw, you know, sitting, you know, she walks in and says, who's the girl? And, you know, oh, she was picked up shoplifting and nobody came to pick her up. And then and then you follow this girl around and then it turns out that the girl is attached to is is the daughter of the doctor of the, you know, <laughs> the guy that they're looking for. And that just it feels like disconnected, but then all of a sudden it feels like it's wrapped up too perfectly that they, you know, uh, okay. And that's where it feels kind of, kind of strange to me. Okay. Yeah. I, I can see. Yeah. I can see that. But overall, I, I'm really liking the, the show. I think it's an, a, you know, an interesting world in which to play in. It's different, you know, while giving you some, some similarities to other things, it's still being set where it is, gives you some, you know, a lot of interesting things to, to play with, with, uh, you know, the border politics and, and all that type of stuff within, you know, searching for, you know, who this guy that keeps calling up is, you know, and how he knows these different things and why, why, you know, why is he killing off these people, you know, planting people in the desert, putting up fake bombs, you know, it's, that stuff is all intriguing, you know, and continues to be. I will catch up eventually. I have them all. I have them recorded. I have them on DVD. I just, <laughs> I've not watched. You got, uh-huh. you got multiple choices on how to catch up. One so I have, I'll figure it out. I, I have noticed that there was a time when summer viewing was, you know, kind of light and fluffy. And now some of the darkest series are on in the summer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Between the bridge and breaking bad, it's like, ah, oh. yeah, actually yeah, you the next like, show we're going to talk about is pretty dark too. Yeah. With, yeah, with Broadchurch, but then you also got like Dexter is playing its final season over the summer and the killing yeah. ran into last week. Yeah. And that was and, super uh, dark this year. And Ray Donovan is not exactly a light and fluffy show. And, so funny yeah there's a there's there's a yeah a bunch of stuff that is it's not the uh there's a lot more than just the like tnt uh usa network 
you know, right. fun comedy drama type stuff. And even some of those have gotten darker. <laughs> true. Like the Cobra Affair yeah, started spiraling into a dark place last season that's continued this season. And quite honestly, I loved it going that, you know, going that route. But, um, yeah, it's, it's summer always used to be, you know, it was like, you know, Saved by the Bell, the beach episodes. Or, oh, I love them. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. They all go work at the beach club. Right, Exactly. And, and now, now it's, everybody's dying. Now it's <laughs> like, I'm cooking meth because I'm going to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's dead bodies on a bridge that connect two countries. <laughs> nice. Here's our next a segue. Or a small child. A small child on a beach. Oh. Um, Broad Church, season one, episode one. Episode one. <laughs> just repeating myself. That's what it's called. Series premiere. I had absolutely no idea going into the show what it was about none i knew i knew that 11 or 10 was in it i knew that um david tennant i knew that it was ex-husband right i knew that it was set in uh in broad church and that's the extent of it but then i started seeing people as they're watching it like i'm four minutes in and i've already cried i'm like what the hell am i setting myself up for so i watched it during the day today at work and god i had no idea it was about the death of a child i had no idea like i had nothing and it is just so good i was on the edge of my seat the whole first episode yeah tonight the fourth episode is airing here in in canada because we Mm. we don't get bbc america it's airing on showcase here and what they're doing is they're airing sunday night and monday night new episodes so episode three aired last night and four airs tonight um i'm up to episode two and uh i'd heard a lot about it without anyone giving anything away. I heard a lot of buzz from friends in the UK and a couple of friends who just happened to know people in the UK who watched it. And they said how it was honestly like one of the best things that that had come out in a long time. And so I was like, I'm going to I'm going to stay away from it until I knew it was coming up here fairly soon. And uh, when I got that screener and I watched the first episode, I was like, Yes, the subject matter is very sad, and you're not giving anything. It ha- within the first five minutes, you know that they're dealing with with the death of a child. But what really jolted me with the series is that it's happening in such a beautiful place. Right, like the coloring in contrast to a show like The Killing, which is very you know blue and gray and dark and moody. This is bright and sunshiny, and there's a lot of yellows and reds, and like it's like that late summer sunshine. It's just that really you get a warm feeling when you're watching it, and then it just shakes you up so much more that something so terrible has happened in such a beautiful place. And in such a place where everyone knows everybody and everybody's exactly. involved in everything. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, I think that's one of the most interesting aspects of of from the first episode is that one of the detectives, you know, has just gotten back from vacation or or whatever and is coming back to work, finds out she didn't get the, you know, promotion she thought she was going to get and then finds out about this but that her connection to she knows the family and the boy 
Right. You know, Ooh. like not just like knows of them, she, you know, her son and and the the boy that that is that that dies, you know, were close friends and and that she knows a lot of other people in town and the little bit that I've heard of it is, you know, she, as, you know, things spiral out, they they find out more and more about what the heck's going on in this town. Her it'll be interesting to see her reactions to finding out you know, stuff that she had no idea was going on uh, with uh, these people, you know, in this town that she thought she knew. And it definitely has kind of the, you know, it's kind of the feeling of the killing, except we know that it's eight episodes and we're going to get an ending you know, to it. Right. And, and from what I've heard from people that have seen it is the ending is worth you know, it, it's not one of the, it's not an ending that you're like, oh, that's what I sat through eight episodes for, uh, that, you know, that it works. So I'm, I'm interested, I'm glad to know that, but I don't really want to know anything else like right. <laughs> about it, right. you know. <clears throat> I'm, what I also, and I don't want to spoil anything for, for anyone in the U.S., but from the, from the perspective of having, after seeing the first episode, the one aspect for anyone who has seen it, and you might have the same question, um, David Tennant's character, he has some kind of a, a, a skeleton in his closet. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. after seeing the first episode, that was like one aspect. I wanted to know what it was that he was involved with Absolutely. that that um you know this this one journalist you know this kind of big city journalist it's caught her attention and she's gone to this town knowing that he's somehow part of the investigation so that's definitely a really really intriguing aspect that was his reason for going to this like small town was to get away from get away from you know whatever had happened and at that scene when he's walking to this like when he's walking toward the crime scene like very early in that first episode and he's like no no please tell me this is not happening and it was just like oh god like it was just like a knife through the chest it was so oh they've they've they cast it so brilliantly like and I, i yes i am partial to david tennant he is one of my absolute favorite actors Ten is my doctor, but he's also so versatile. Like his Hamlet is brilliant. Like everything he does is just magical, and the entire cast is phenomenal. Oh, Arthur yeah. Darvill as a reverend, huh? Like it's just, it's, it's all of these people. Like it's, I feel like I'm. I almost feel like I'm eavesdropping on people's lives when I watch yeah, it. It's, 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 it's like I'm not watching actors play these characters. It's like this has happened in this town and they've put these cameras around the town and we're seeing this unfold. So it's just, uh, it's just got such a really, really great, uh, such a dark story against such a pretty, a pretty setting and these amazing performances. And I know it's just going to tear us all apart by the end. (laughs) What I love, well, what you point out is that you kind of look like you're watching someone's life and I think that is a testament to this cast that I don't know that well I know 10 and I know Arthur but I don't know anybody else so I'm watching it as if I'm watching you know Jody Beth I'm watching Beth experience this loss and knowing in the pit of her stomach miles away that this is her son you know like and you're right there like just feeling for her because you don't know these people and but suddenly you do you know them right away you're with them right away and it's just so it's like a punch to the gut every five seconds 
And I think it also has just the way that it's uh, sort of the its look and feel, the way that it's shot, the way that they sort of introduce you to people in the town, but you haven't really met them yet. You know, they just seem to be popping up or to, you know, to be someplace, you know, somebody sees somebody standing next to a camper or standing over here or, and you know that they're going to be, you know, <laughs> important at some point in time or uh, it's just has a, a you know a very sort of its own kind of feel to it uh that also feels you know a little bit different than uh you know sort of the atmosphere of it that is has some aspects of you know something like the killing uh but yet feels different and i don't know it feels more interesting uh, in some respects too there was little things that I liked that we kind of come, we, like we stumble into a conversation that what is his name Ollie's having with his, you know, his editor. We stumble into it. We don't know what they're talking about. They're just going on with their lives. There's no exposition, and you only know that he's talking about this field day he was at because he shows the picture of the field day later. Like he never says. So then I walked up at field day and did this, and then we also have the humor of that girl who's like, um, uh, "Do you think that the beach will open tomorrow?" because I don't really know where to send all these people that are staying at our hotel. Like just it's, it, they lighten up where it needs to. It's really dark where it needs to. Oh, just so good. Yeah. To- totally on board after, you know, just even like halfway through exactly. the, the, the first exactly. episode. A hundred percent. And I, I mean, from the sounds of it, I'm just going to be hooked and unable to turn away for the next couple weeks. So We'll keep updated on where that goes. God, it's just so good. It's just so good, everybody. Um, and our last... I mean, does anybody else have anything to add about Broadchurch before I move on to our last show no, for just, the day? Just that if you didn't start watching it this last Wednesday, you know, find it on demand or wherever. And catch the first episode, I watched it because I didn't record it. I have it recording now, but the first episode in the U.S. is available um, on... Yeah, it was BBC available on America's like, website because they they made it available before it premiered. Yeah, they made it. It was available on demand like a week before too. So, so, but yeah, plenty of ways. So it's to, out there. People find it and love it like we do. Um, yeah, and if you're in Canada, Showcase has all of the episodes online. I, I think all the ones that have aired up to this point. So the first three. That's awesome. Awesome. And our last show for this evening, well, last primetime show. Continuum, Season 2, Episode 10, Second Wave. Now, here's a show that I made it to, like, the fourth episode and really liked, because I really liked Victor Webster. Like, I loved him. I really like Rachel Nichols. I just never kept going. But here we are at Season 2, Episode 10, and I have not followed it. So how about it? Melissa, has it finished airing up there? Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. So I'm like, oh no, what can I say? What can I say? Do I remember what happened at this point? Because yeah, it concluded, um, was it a week ago? Sunday was the season finale? I think so. And it was kind of interesting the way they led up to the season finale this year. Um that they had in the Canadian network, uh, which is like the originating network for it, did a, a Vine campaign. And what they did was that they had the fans pick sides and do these videos for Liberate and against Liberate, like like for the corporations or for Liberate. And based on the response, it shaped the season finale. 
Oh, crazy. So it was neat to see how that influenced the story and how to play, how it all played out. Um, I'm just, I'm trying to remember exactly what happened in Second Wave. I seem to think there was something that happened with Garza and that one, that they have Garza Yeah, this is, uh, this episode has, uh, they've, they've caught Garza, they're interrogating her, and... She escapes, right? Yeah, she ends up escaping, but they also, uh, while trying to, you know, track, they also uh, activate the chip in. Uh, God, I'm totally blanking on character names. Travis. Yeah, in Travis's yes, head. Yes. Yes. And which ends up being sound seemed like a good idea, but now his chip is activated, and so he's like the super soldier, and now has the computer chip going as well. Uh, yeah, that's also the episode where we see uh, Escher and Emily meet up and Emily's having second thoughts about, you know, being the spy with Alec and yeah. wants out of that. And he basically tells her no. <laughs> um, and Escher's been such a fantastic addition to the cast. Hugh Dillon, who um, I, Hugh Dillon. I grew up going to see him and his band, The Headstones, like that was like. They used to do this awesome Christmas show here, and we'd go to it, and he was just such a, oh, he's such a bad, you know what, he is awesome. <laughs> and when I first heard he was getting into, like, when he was doing acting, I'm like, oh, let's see how this works out. And he ended up being, like, phenomenal in Durham County and on Flashpoint and just everything he does and on The Killing this season. Like, so, yeah. so when I heard he was going to be on Continuum, I'm like, oh, does this guy ever sleep? And, <laughs> yeah, well, and then, you know, it's either him or Louis Ferrer. You know, yeah. one, of the, <laughs> one of the two yeah. gets cast. In, uh, in, and if it's in Canada, it's <laughs> like they're on every. <laughs> Side note, I love Louis' summer show. We're not talking about it, but I love Motive. Yeah, anyway. Motive <laughs> aired in the like the winter here. Yeah. And it is it is a fun show. It's it's a pretty it's a it's a fun procedure. Yeah, it is a procedural, but it is a lot of fun. But anyway, yeah. anyway, that's not what we're <laughs> Well, on that same yeah. note, I've I was watching I don't know why I've been watching Primeval New World since it only mm-hmm. made the one season, but you know, Louis Ferrer shows up at the end of it. Sure. <laughs> I had forgotten until I was rewatching uh the the, per, the first half of season five of Breaking Bad that he was on that too, and then rewatching it on the weekend, I'm like, Oh yeah. And I don't know if either of you ever saw Durham County, that, which was the the Canadian series, and I think it aired on Ion in the yeah, US. Yeah, I know it aired on yeah. Ion. I saw, some, oh. I saw some of that. He is a terrible, terrible, terrible person in that series. <laughs> <laughs> and that just kind of follows him. So when I see him now, and like, because he's done some comedic roles as well, and it's like, oh, you were just too good at that horrible role, like the, <laughs> the, as the bad person. That's exactly, I mean, this is, we're going so off topic, but I have another thing. So that reminds me of, like, um, what's his name? He played Paul Zabricki in the episode of ER where Carter got stabbed. David Krumholtz. He was so good as that deranged murderer that I literally can't watch him in things now. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> way off course. It's the, uh, we're just playing... If you know, we're only a couple. It's like free association. No, well, point. we're only a couple positions away from getting to Kevin Bacon, I think, at this point. <laughs> well, I'm sure we are. can find someone that's on Continuum that's also been in also the following. <laughs> anyway, Continuum. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't guarantee it's not going to happen again. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this season of Continuum has been really interesting because there are certain uh, certain places that the story has gone that I really did not think were going to be second season. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's pretty well known in Canada that it, that it was going to get at the very least a third season because it is one of our top rated shows. Um, and so certain things that were revealed this season, um, I honestly did not expect them. And speaking to the cast going into the season, the second season, I don't think I, any of them expected it either. Um, I'm, I'm mainly talking about the, you know, the reveal to Carlos and, you know, certain things like that, that to me felt a little more like a longer game, but I like that they took that risk this early in the series, uh, to, to, you know, bring that aspect into it. So I'm not sure what you guys, what you guys thought of, of, of that, of that aspect, Jason, like what you what you thought about that. Did that take you by surprise that, you know, they've already yeah, it, revealed? It did. it did seem, you know, it did seem early, but yet it also felt right. Uh, you know, in just thinking of how these types of shows tend to work, they tend to try and just prolong that as far as possible. But it also felt like it was time. Like the, the way they've been telling the story that they really couldn't go much farther without, uh, you know, this guy that she's partnered up with <laughs> knowing what's going on. And then it's been fun in the last few, you know, some of those episodes after that, where she's like, Hey, check out how I can disappear. Hey, check out this cool weapon that I've got that I can shoot through a door and knock everybody out inside. And, uh, you know, and, and he's getting to see like all these things and like things are clicking into, <laughs> into place of how things happened that he was sort of like, how did that happen? You know, uh, earlier on, and uh, you know some of the stuff where he's like, "This that explains so much," you know. <laughs> like, and I I think that's added you know an interesting layer uh, to the show. But I also like where they've gone with some of the stuff, like you know the the whole idea. You know, if you if you could go back in time and kill Hitler, do you kill Hitler? You know, but if you go back in time before Hitler's Hitler. You know, this that's where you're sort of at with like this child, you know, this kid who and but now the idea that have you now by starting to almost killing him, have you now turned him into the thing that you were trying to prevent in the first place? Uh, those types of those types of time travel conundrum type things I, are always interesting when done well. And I think they do those things well in this series. I, I also like the way they tell the story of what things were like in the future. You know, even though those, that might not be what it's like now because some things have changed uh, back here in the past, but it helps fill in, you know, it's, it's one of those things where the, the backstory is actually the future story. <laughs> but overall, I really enjoy the, the show. I think it, it does well with the sci-fi along with it being sort of the weekly procedural type aspect, I think they do a, a really good job of the overall story and whatever they're doing each week. 
I also think it's really neat that it, it is, yes, it is a sci-fi series, but at the same time, uh, a lot of the ideas that they're exploring are rooted in what's actually going on in the world. And I know when the series started, you know, we were coming off of stuff like the whole Occupy movement and all of that and seeing how these different influences like the future, you know, will will people still have free will or will corporations own all of us? And then you see things happen in the real world, like with Monsanto and all of that kind of stuff. And it's like, oh my gosh, continuum's coming to life. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, it's an oddly prophetic series in some ways. Well, I think they're doing that, that side of the story too, is they're playing within, uh, you know, ideas that you can sort of wrap your head around of things that are happening now. And, and they're showing, you know, with showing you like a possible future, uh, and you know, it's a, it also puts you in an interesting place where you have somebody like she, you know, she's a protector in the future. She comes back. She's trying to stop liberate, but yet you're also you're sort of on like both sides. Like you don't want them like killing a bunch of people and doing all this type of stuff, but you don't really want the corporations to take over and where you end up becoming just part of like the episode that they showed where if you did something wrong, you basically just ended up as a having your your life sucked away from you and you just became a cog in the, you know, in the production of something. You know, it was just like a giant factory run on human power and that was it. So it's like you don't want that future to come about, but yet you don't necessarily want necessarily what Liberate is doing to, you know, to happen either. So it 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 definitely bridges the gap in the it sounds interesting on what you said with they did something where people were like going back and forth <laughs> uh, posting vines on which side they they were for in yeah, and I think that's also like a really big aspect of the show because when it all started, Kira had this very strong sense of there's good and there's bad and there's no gray area. Everything is black and white. And then she goes back in time and sees that all these different shades of gray, like there every there's there's many sides to every story and how that has changed and shaped her character like by going back in time how you know everything that she stood for is now being challenged so they've they've continued to really propel that forward um but at the same time it's like well how much can kira change how she feels about things and her position on things without changing her entire future and like will it mean that she loses her son? Will it mean that she never gets married? Will it mean that she doesn't have a future? Like, will she not exist in the future? So it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a neat ride so far. I am very curious once you guys have finished the season out in the U S to, to see, uh, what you think of the finale. So you guys all have to let me know. I look forward to it. Matt is prime time. Prime time. Um, so we're going to talk reality. And I thought about this. I wanted to say something about Watch What Happens Live, and I guess that's more reality than anything. Um, it just blows my mind that, like, the most recent episode I was watching right before I came on the show today was uh, Andy Cohen had Elizabeth Moss, double Emmy nominee this season, multiple Emmy nominations in the past, and 
with her was Melissa Gorga from The Real Housewives of New Jersey. And it just blows my mind. It's insane. There's no way that, like, Elizabeth Moss and Melissa Gorga are the same level. And Melissa Gorga thinks that she is now because she got to hang out with Elizabeth Moss for half an hour. It's just absurd. But I still watch it, and I love it. So then I was going to move to talk about MasterChef. And I just still cannot, 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 cannot stand Chrissy. And I think she gives Philadelphians a bad name, though I'm afraid more people are like her in Philadelphia than I, than like me. So I'm like, ugh, she's just so angry, and she's got that accent. No offense to the Philadelphia accent, but ooh. Um, what else? Uh, I don't really care who wins, as long as it's not Chrissy at this point, and I'm really glad to see Brie back. So that's my take on MasterChef. Um, Food Network star. The person I didn't want to win didn't win, so I won't have to boycott the show. Uh, I mean, I know it was America's vote, so really, if the person that I didn't want to win had won... Rodney, because he couldn't understand a darn word he said. If if he had one, I really I would have had to blame it on America and not Food Network because Food Network put it up to the the public to vote. But Damaris won, and I though I'll never watch the shows after they win. I'm happy she won. And then the last thing I want to talk about was America's Next Top Model, and how it's just it was always absurd, but it's now gotten to new levels of absurdity. Where in their most recent runway show, Tyra made them walk down a building. Like, the runway was the side of the building and they had to walk down it. Like, suspended with ropes. It was insert. Insert? Absurd. Am I still on the call? You are. (laughs) Okay. I'm like, I wanted to make sure because I didn't hear anything. I'm like, I'm just going on and on and on about walking down a building. It was just the dumbest thing ever. But I do think it's really fun that um, there's guys and girls this season, so it's adding a new twist. So that's reality for me today. Is anybody else watching any reality? Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. I I live in reality, Amory. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... I think probably the only reality series I ever kind of watched was Gene Simmons' Family Jewels. <laughs> <laughs> And that was just because I think Shannon Tweed is awesome. I think I've watched like one episode of that. Um, I I watched that one actually right through. I don't know. I like, I mean, it takes my mind off of things and like that watch 2013 where I'm just, I can focus on reality shows instead of the bat flying around my house. Um, or that, that, um, what is that show called? The one Gordon Ramsay one when he goes into restaurants and tells them why they oh, suck. Is that, um, is that Kitchen Nightmares? Yeah, I think There's so. There's one where he just yells at people because their hotels are something like that. That one is actually, I've, I've been at people's places and they've had that one on and it, that one has actually entertained me. Yeah, I, yeah. What I like about MasterChef too is that he's so different on MasterChef than he was on, uh, Kitchen Nightmares and he's like, he said he seems like he's really kind of well-rounded and that he can yell, but he can also teach. So now our last thing is TV on DVD. Um, I couldn't decide because I can never decide because I can't make decisions. And um, so I went with two. And Parenthood just edges out The Good Wife in lists of things you should buy. But I really do think you should buy both of them. So you should buy Parenthood Season 4 and The Good Wife Season 4 and just thank me later. Yeah, my my pick was the the Good Wife season four, but you can't go wrong with Parenthood season four, which which is Melissa's pick as well. So, <laughs> yeah, like if you're ever having any doubts about whether you can feel anymore, 
watch Parenthood season four and, you know, those tear ducts will start working again. Oh, my God. And they won't stop. They won't stop beginning <laughs> to the end. And then you'll see previews of the new season and you'll start to cry again. And then you'll watch old episodes in front of everybody and you're just crying. I but it makes me cry. It makes me smile. It, I literally it even have never cried. Me, oh. It makes me angry, too, because there's yes. one character that I absolutely don't like. And I've been waiting for her to be written out since the beginning. And she's still there. Oh, I don't... Is it Jasmine? Yes. I do not like Jasmine. And, and I they do keep not... finding ways to, like, get her more entrenched in the show. No. And it's like, could she castrate Crosby anymore? Oh, really? <laughs> I just exactly. Like, I just... I don't like her, and I don't like how she is with Crosby, and how she makes him... Like, it's one thing to bring out points of someone that you may not normally see but it's like she wants to squash everything that makes Crosby Crosby and turn him into yeah. something else so I do not like that and now yes. there's a baby involved Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> I also wish Jason Ritter would be back but he's got a show that I think is going to actually succeed um, knock on wood so hopefully uh, hopefully and I hate to say this, but hopefully he'll never come back and his show will take off. And... <laughs> so that's our TV on DVD. Well, he's been pick. trying to get a show <laughs> every exactly. year. For... He's been trying and his success has come in the form of Fahrenheit. Now he's going to try and branch out with his with a different Gilmore Girl and see where that goes. Next week, Danielle Turciano from PossibleByPopCulture.com and Amy Amitangelo from TVGal.com, two of my favorite ladies. We'll join Jason for our Fox Fall preview episode. Um, you can find... Hey! Oh, my dog's barking. She's saying goodbye. Hannah! Sorry, there's people walking by my window, so I might have to wait until she stops barking because she doesn't stop. thought maybe she was just really into the Fox yeah, Fall preview. she's really excited about the Fox Fall preview. <laughs> uh, you can find links to the news and DVDs we talked about as well as where you can find Melissa online in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 191. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the shows we covered this week at feedback at tvtimes3.com or in the comments on the show notes. Our music today was provided by IODA PromoNet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And Hannah's really a fan of that. <laughs> She's really a fan. I, I think I tweeted about it, but I was driving home the other day and I couldn't take a picture because I was driving. But I was behind someone who had an Asylum Street Spankers uh bumper sticker on their car and I had never even knew they were a thing that existed let alone that somebody would have a bumper sticker and this person did and they were huge fans and it just made me laugh hysterically so that's my story uh thank you to Melissa for joining us as always thank you so much for having me guys it's always so much fun chatting with you both and we will have her back down the line I don't know Jason's working on who's coming up next and we will uh talk to everybody later leave us comments like we said fall tv is upon us start thinking about what some of your favorite fall tv shows might be or what shows you're looking forward to see coming back and and we're going to be previewing all those shows over the next uh we're picking up steam over the next few weeks so so here it goes it's coming soon um all right have a good night everybody bye, bye. we sit glued to the tv set all night and every night why go into the outside world at all we got nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.